clap always sounds so much louder and crisper than mine. Mine always sounds like a bit of a, a damp squib. It's That's because a... I've got young man hands. Young man hands? Where'd you get yeah, those? Off a young man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of Why Did You Watch with me, Cathy Moore. And me, David Clock. Well, we have a very exciting and special episode and very low input from me episode, I'm pleased to say, because as a special for the 10th episode, David is going to try and pitch a film to me. And I bet it's going to be something with amazing cinematography and it's going to be super miserable. It's going to be like 1917 or something like that. It's going to be like, oh my God. Who told you? One Did shot. Steve tell you? Did Steve what? tell you? Did Steve what? tell you I was doing 1917? Are you doing 1917? No. Oh. Because <laughs> that would have been a bit awkward because I've actually seen 1917. Yeah, you, you, you look younger than you are. <laughs> I lived through 1917. They had good cinematography in them yeah, days. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, David. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, I'm going to slightly go counter your expectations, and I've slightly gone oh. off the reservation with what I said I was going to do. Uh, partly because oh. uh, I started watching something, and then I thought, actually, I don't have a, a huge amount of time to filter through westerns, which I was going to do. And I was also starting to think that I... Have you seen Battleship? No. Yeah, it's a pretty bad film. But I thought, it's so bad, yeah. it's funny. So I thought, I'll do that one. And then I looked on Netflix and it wasn't on there anymore. And I was like, well, that's probably a good thing. But it's a bad thing in terms of the thing. So, the one that I have chosen is Greenland. Greenland. Yeah. Have you seen it? Greenland. Yeah. I can. I am already very confident I would never watch this film. Well, okay, right, okay, okay. As one might imagine, Greenland is involved. Not like Greenland, but like the place that Denmark has ownership of and like the Americans wanted to steal. And isn't green. Uh, Some of it's green, but it's mostly snow, glaciers, polar bears. Don't think there are any penguins. Elk. Elk, moose. Uh, Vikings Mm. went by that way. Um, Yeah. Probably people eating whale blubber and seal blubber. It's highly, highly... Anyway... That sounds like a great film. I know, right? That's the film. It's just <laughs> people eating raw whale blubber. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the people who are in it are pe- people okay. probably recognise at least two of them. Uh, to be honest, it's only two of them are kind of noteworthy with a third special person who kind of appears at the end who you'll probably also know. Uh, but it's got Gerald Butler, the Sparta, Sparta thing. Oh, I hate him. Excellent. So this will be... <laughs> A gem of a film for you because uh, he's like the main Excellent. character. Oh, good. Um, and uh, Marina Baccarat. I always consider her name to be like Marina Baccarat, like like the game. Yes. Because I always just go, yeah. What's she called again? Marina Baccarat. However, Baccarat. You know, she of Firefly fame. Uh, that's what I <gasps> remember anyway. Uh, where she plays a companion, which is like effectively an escort. Yeah, she's in it. Oh, I love and her. And she is in another Yay. well-known film that you love. It's not uh, Snooker. It's 
poker. Pool. Deadpool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love yeah, her. Exactly. <laughs> so she yeah, she's pretty cool. She's been in a whole load of stuff. Uh probably not as much as Jared Butler, but she doesn't kick people into wells. She was in Homeland as well. She was the wife in Homeland of the Ginger Fairy. Was family. she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she was in something called V with, to no. do with aliens, but I never watched it, so. Oh, V! As in, like, the remake where they had the blue babies. Uh, sure. V, v, v was in the 1970s or something like mm. that, and I think it was the TV series where a bunch of women, like five women, it's a classic trope now, of five women who all gave birth at the same time, and they all had blue babies. And then it turned out they were, I don't know, oxygen deprived? Or something. Uh, they were all hypoxic. Yeah. Well, you can put them in an oxygen <laughs> container thing, and yeah, it's better for them. They'd all had cyanide. Ooh, nasty. No, or they were all part octopus and had blue blood, uh, and that's what okay. happened. Ooh, is it octopus? Yeah. No, it's um, horseshoe crabs. Oh, is it them mm. that have blue blood? Yeah. Does that mean that the royal family are crab people? Uh, because they've got blue blood. Yeah, I said like that. Well, I think it's because they take and... the blue blood from these things. Because apparently, you use the blood from these animals in a whole load of biological products. So maybe they're just using them to live longer. <gasps> Ew. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad for the horseshoe crab. So you've got Gerard Butler, who I don't like purely because I can't tell him apart from Russell Crowe, and what? Russell Crowe is the one I can't one's, stand. One's Australian. Russell... One's Scottish. But they look identical. They to look me. pretty similar. I, I couldn't tell them apart. If you if one was in a film, I wouldn't be sure which one it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, Russell Crowe was in Sparta. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and Gerard Butler was in Gladiator. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I I think they they for the for this I think one of the things that they said in the Amazon thing was I think they tried to get the dude who did um, uh, Captain America to be this guy. Did you just say America? America. Well, I said America because Captain while America? I was saying it, I was trying to look at my notes and going, what the f***? Chris Evans, yeah, right? I think so. Anyway. Is Captain America. He turned it down. Even though technically he's Captain Puerto Rico because he has the Puerto Rican flag on his uniform, which is the blue and w- the red and white with the blue triangle with one white star in it. Huh. That's his costume huh. and that's the flag of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So technically, he's Captain Puerto Rico. But, you know. Yeah. Good point. Either way, he does good work. Nice. It's a, I guess, well, I think it's a comedy. But I do this with a lot of films. Because I just think some of the stuff they do is hilarious. Um, But it's, I'm guessing it's a thriller, I would say. And it's also a disaster movie. Oh, no. It's a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. So, premise... And as, oh, okay, effectively, you've seen like um, Deep Impact and um, yes. the, the other one that was exactly the same time with Bruce Willis, where he goes up to an asteroid and puts a bomb on it. Oh, yes. Yeah, that one. Oh, again. again. They both came out at almost exactly the same time. This film is effectively uh, those films, but uh, filmed 12 years later. Deep again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to think of, yeah, that's good enough. Armor Pact. <laughs> Armor Pact. Yes, that sounds pretty good. Right. So that's effectively the film. Great. Thanks, people, for watching and Hit or me. listening. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Join us again next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that would be a short one. If you'd seen it, I'd have probably had to go. Well, I'm going to have to go away and find another film. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, so it turns out I wrote a shared ton of notes on this one. So I think I've got like 11 note pages. So there's going to be some rustling of paper as we go through this. Anyway, so film starts and it's Gerard Butler and he's on a building site looking pensive and looking at some plans. So um, it kind of sets the scene and he's like a hardworking guy. And one of his colleagues comes yeah. over and says, and he's looks at his phone, it's got a picture of a woman and a small child on it. And you're like, well, I guess that's his wife and kid. Could be his sister. Who knows? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, could be his neighbour. Could be. It was not through a telephoto lens, Kathy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could be. Um, anyway, so uh, one of his mates comes over and um, he said, I thought, you were, I thought you were leaving work early today. So clearly they're setting this whole thing up. Of, this is a hardworking American man. And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I was trying to. Do, he's Australian, yeah. uh, or or possibly Scottish. Or Scottish. Or he's a a man's man. He has stubble and a beard. Does he? Ooh, does he have his accent? Yes, yeah, Scottish. And is it ever addressed in the it film? Is. And does anyone ever go? It is. Oh, thank God, at last. In one part, someone never says, this. "Where are you from?" And he's like, "I'm from Atlanta." And the guys, the other guys, like, "Where are you from?" From. <laughs> Almost exactly oh, no. like that, and he's like, "I don't see how." Oh, it's and relevant. then he says Scotland, no, he doesn't say it. and then they start going, "Oh, I like haggis." <laughs> this this does not happen in that part of the film, because <laughs> effectively, oh, okay. it's like you're not American, then why the fuck are you, etc. Um, Jog on, mate. Of. Go back to go back to Scotland. And there's a bit about go back to Ireland. There's a bit about <laughs> kilts in it as well, and he's like, "I don't know the first thing about throwing logs." And apparently, uh, his yeah Ew. sounds pretty bad that one. Um, yeah, dropping logs as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently <laughs> the first time he met his uh, significant other's uh, mother, she thought, "I know what what to do uh, to make him feel welcome." The mother wore a kilt. Oh, and he's like, "That was How that strange. was super awkward because the connotations of wearing a kilt." <whistles> yeah, it's cold down there. Okay, we'll burn all the furniture after we've oh, left. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so he's he like, oh, okay, fine. You, you've got this. I'll, I'll, I'll leave early. And, go, and then cue the first traffic jam of the whole thing. So he's trying to get home, get there early. Sure. Um, but he can't yeah. get there because it's a traffic jam. So, and he's listening to the radio. Damn. And he goes, God damn it, I'm moving to Greenland. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And on the radio, there's this whole thing about, ooh, interstellar, interstellar comet that's come from outside the solar system. Woo! No and shit. you're like, oh, okay, well, I know what this film's going to be about. <laughs> it's either aliens... By the way, there's a comet, but yeah, anyway. it's going to be either... <laughs> onto this film about their emotional romantic breakup. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's either going to be a film about aliens dropping through on a comet, or a disaster sure. movie where everyone gets boned, or... Or sure. some bald guy hops on a, a spacecraft and puts a bomb in it, and suddenly everyone's safe. Um, or space vampires. Or space vampires, but I don't think anyone's filmed anything along those lines. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> CF first episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he gets home. Gets home, and you assume it's his house. One hopes it's his house because he parks in the driveway, and it's like lovely suburban kind Cheeky of thing. Bastard. Lovely grass. It's kind of you know the American dream, and um, massive house, massive house, massive house. And there's a scooter, mm-hmm. like just like on the path up to the house. So he picks it up. Do we? Do we like? No, like a kid scooter. The kicky, kicky Kick. ones that little kids drive at your shins. Yeah, a kicky scooter. Yeah, 
Grand. So it's like, I don't know, five foot away from the stairs that go up to the house. And he like picks it up and you think, oh, that's good. He's going to go and put it away. So he picks it up, walks the five steps to the house and then puts the scooter back down. It's like, how the fuck is that tidying up? You've just moved it. For... What did he, he just do? picks it up. He just moves moved it. the scooter like five yeah, meters. puts it down again. And then and then proudly stood back admiring his handiwork yeah. and went, I helped. Job done. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, so... I thought you were going to say, like, whipped it around his head and just yeeted yeet it across the street. Hit someone in the face, yeah. <laughs> um, so he kind of goes up to the house and then it's kind of a bit weird and you're like, what, what's he doing? Because he, he stops outside the house and you're like, maybe he's forgotten his keys. And then he, his hand sure. kind of hovers over, like, the doorbell and you think, oh, he has forgotten his keys. What an idiot. And then he's like, eh, okay. And then he gets some keys out and opens the door and you're like, well, this... Seems a bit weird, and it kind of. What do you think's going on, Kathy? I think he has my problem, which is that he just gets distracted super easily. So he went to unlock the door, then he remembered he needed shower spray. So he was like, "Oh, maybe I should go back out and get shower spray." And then he remembered that he could just add it to the grocery list because groceries are arriving the day after tomorrow anyway. I would. And then we're into. I would stuff. say you were close. Except for the fact you're completely wrong. <laughs> so oh. he, he opens the door. He opens the door and goes in. And he goes, dad, 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 dad. And then like, oh, that was that. And then he kind of goes around the corner. And uh, Marina Baccarin is uh, on a treadmill. <gasps> and she's got some headphones in. Ah. I mean, look at, she's, sure. she's, in, she's in good shape. I'm just saying that. And yeah. um, so he's looking at her. And uh, then he's like, kind of looks at the floor and then he kind of just it's not his house is it and then he just like <laughs> knocks like quite loudly on the wall and she kind of whips sure. around he's like oh jesus Move! Like that. Yeah. and she stops the machine yeah. and she says you scared me and he's like oh i'm sorry yes and then it's like clearly awkward and then it becomes pretty yeah. obvious that they're kind of separated oh and i'm kind of thinking oh so that's why it yeah. was like should i ring the doorbell or can I just walk in? Yeah. Ah. So to be honest, that was but my it'd be first. Pretty funny if he'd startled her and she just like if, if she'd him. been startled and then she was just suddenly <laughs> propelled off the yeah. off the treadmill into the wall. I think bear mace <laughs> would have also worked. Um, oh, even yeah. better. Yeah. But to be honest, actually, when he was going into the house, my first thought was, oh well, clearly this is not a happy, this is not a happy circumstance. But anyway. If only there was some kind of disaster coming that would reunite them in the fires of passion. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and um, anyway, it transpires that um, they've also got a kid. So it is the kid. So it's her and the kid who's in the picture. And there's party plans. So I guess uh, it's the kid's birthday. Who knows? Oh. So the kid kind of rocks up and um, he's like, picks the kid up. And it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's nice. It's all good. He's saying hi to the kid. And he goes to the kid's room. Oh, child. And he's like, hey, kid. I think the kid's name's Nathan or something. So the woman is Ali. Mm. I'm probably going to just keep calling right. Marina. And uh, Gerard yeah, Butler is yeah. like, his name's John Garrity or something like that. Whatever. So of they're, they're the Garrities. And they have a lovely house yeah. and whatever. But anyway, he's got his kid. And a shit marriage. And, shit marriage. <laughs> and he's got, he's bought the kid in the past like a drafting table. You know, like proper... If you want to do like plans and elevations. And oh, stuff, I see. Like yeah. So you're thinking already, well, we've seen him already. And he's been on a building site looking at some plans. So you can already start mm. deducing 
potentially what his job is. Yes. Yeah. Freikirk. Freikirk. Exactly. But the thing is, they keep <laughs> referring to it just to drive home the message of what it's likely his job is. And it's yeah. also super blatant. So you're just like, I get it. He's like an engineer get or it. something. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Or an architect. Or an architect. Or... Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So um, the kid's also been draw- doing drawings of um, like this, this asteroid or comet that's coming in. Just pictures of things. And it transpires sure. that he's like, hey, kid, how's the new pump working? And the kind of kid lifts a little bit of his shirt up and said, oh, yeah, it's working fine. So the kid's diabetic. Aww. So he's got an insulin pump. Ooh. So I'm thinking Chekhov's insulin pump. <laughs> yes. Because this is... It's going to save the day. This is clearly going to be a massive thing in the film. And they're just like, oh, let's just... It's not like the guy hasn't seen him like every every couple of days. And he's just suddenly decided to ask how his insulin pump is going. It's like, okay. We ask him every single yeah. time. Okay, it's like, have you really got nothing else to talk to me about? Yeah. It's like exactly. the only thing you know about me is I have an insulin yeah. pump. So every time you're like, foo! Let's just call it a plot device <laughs> rather yeah. than an insulin pump. So so it's going to be like Apollo 13 where they're like trying to build something that you make oxygen out of. And they'll be like, oh, if only we had an insulin pump right now. Oh, hang on. But imagine if you did do that, you'd have to take it off the kid and the kid would then die. So it's not going that direction. You can have more. It's not, well, yes, there is that. Oh. So it's not going that direction. It's more as a, we need to make sure the kid's still on insulin the entire time. Anyway, mm. so there's a TV interlude where they're kind of watching TV while getting ready for the um, nice. the, the, the uh, party. And it's about the comet again. So oh, it's got their comet. Oh. And they're saying it's got a really long tail. And um, guess what the name of the comment is? Comment, comment, comment. Is uh, Rudolph, and it's one reason partly why I thought actually this film would be really funny to choose. Uh, Kathy, close Catherine, no. it begins with C. Mur, Comet, no, it's my second name, Catastrophe, it's Clark, Clark, yeah, ah, and I thought, like Arthur C, yeah, it's also more like Arthur C because I think he had the E on the end of his name. Oh, it's a Clarky, yeah. But the thing is, it's actually not too bad some parts of this film because they do actually refer to stuff that's actually um, kind of right and is the kind of thing people would name a comet like that after Arthur C. Clarke because like, he did that kind of they stuff. They would, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. the next bit is he's helping the kid with his homework and he's like, in my job, I have to know be really good at maths. It's like, what is your job, Dad? Structural engineer, son. Ugh. And you're like, okay, I get I it. I get it. I get it. Set in the scene. How's your insulin yeah, pump? Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't help you with <laughs> Still it because running. I'm a structural engineer, not a chemical engineer or a biologist. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's the day before the party. So they then make it very clear that things still aren't happy with the marriage because uh, she's in one room and he's like, I guess I'll sleep in the guest bedroom. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, OK. Anyway, so cut to next day. Um, so they're preparing party. Yeah, so they're preparing, preparing for the thing, and the, on the TV, there's a bit about oh, there's some bits of the comet. It's not just one piece; it's lots of little bits. And they're like, "Well, some of it's going to enter the atmosphere." Hey ho, the mod. So let's see. Oh, <clears throat> so 
he's then kind of looking out the window and there's a friendly neighbour. And he's like, hey man, how's Hi. it going? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's all good. And then the friendly neighbour's like doing... How's your kid's insulin pump? Uh, kind of. <laughs> it, 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 kind... What do you do for a living? <laughs> that would be a nice one. But no, instead they, they, they change to hand gestures. And then the, the guy's like clearly knows about the issues with this guy's marriage. So he's like, puts both thumbs up. And Gerard Butler's like, yeah. eh, kind of like thumbs <laughs> thumbs at <laughs> middle level, not not on high, but not on low. So, you know, it's Jesus. not terrible. Anyway, so he then goes back in the house and he's like trying to get the grill ready because he needs the grill. So Ali is like, oh, hey, can you go to the shops uh, to buy some more wine and some beers? And he's like, I'm just about to get the grill ready. And she like gives him a look and he's like, I'm getting ready. So it's very it's yeah. very American in the sense of like man make grill, woman get dressed for party. It's like ooh, you ooh, couldn't ooh. really make this more gender separated. Me make fire. Yeah, yeah, including the whole you're sleeping in a different room. That's something that she, happens in she, American she, stuff yeah. all the so time. In in reality that didn't happen. She just went to bed. And then close cl- yeah. close the door as you would because it's a bedroom and you want to get some sleep. And then you just see him kind of walking past the bedroom and then pausing outside and you just see the shadow under the door. And she's like, well, I'm not going to ask him to come in. So she just stays quiet. And then he's kind of saunters off muttering to himself. I guess it's the guest bedroom then. It's like, okay. Well, awkward. Well, that's pretty a wild speculative guess then if he's, if he's guessed that based on no information. I suppose she left the door shut. Yeah. I mean, if you'd wanted him... She, what she could have done is left the door open, folded his duvet over it, and put a wee mint on his pillow. Or put a little trail of rose petals. But it's not that kind of marriage. Uh, uh, they can't. Op- a trail of um, structural engineering drawings. Does she have a job? Is she a doctor or it's not it's not mentioned at all. Civil engineer. Well, she doesn't sound too civil to me. I don't know. I think she's being pretty civil, considering. I'm only kidding. But um. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. It's such a trope, though, isn't it? Where it's like, you you know, you, the couple have an argument, for mm. example, and the guy always sleeps on the couch and she gets to bed. And beyond that, it's like, okay, well, we're a man and a woman and we have to sleep in the same place. I, the man, will sleep on the sofa and you take the entire bed. And you're like, well, that makes no sense because I'm a foot shorter than you, so I will fit on the sofa better. So why am I getting a whole double bed? Just, sure. T- why is it just taken for granted? Why isn't there any debate on the subject? Those are the rules, Kathy. The thing is, I'm not. I'm but not even there's... joking here. Those are the rules. So that's the way it is. At least for me. But it's stupid. It's stupid though, because if I were in that position, I'd be like, do you know what? I am five foot nothing, and could sleep. Have literally fallen asleep on a tennis court. I can sleep anywhere. So it makes more sense to put me on the sofa because A, that's the equivalent of a king-size bed yeah. to me and I will fall asleep on it because I can sleep anywhere. I quite... So it just makes I, more sense. Yeah. I just I just feel like it should be debated rather than taken for granted. But on the flip side, they did actually have a guest bedroom so he's not sleeping on a couch. Still though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they didn't show the guest bedroom so maybe it is only a couch or a futon or I don't know. An air mattress. Oh, not an air mattress. Ooh. I've been on some quite good ones. Mm, if you say so. They're fine for sleeping, not much else. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so 
he's like, oh, okay, I'll go to I'll go to the shop because I'm kind of in the doghouse at the moment, etc. So he takes the kid with him. So um, and then one last thing he says, so you want wine and you want beer? Is there anything else you want? And she's like, well, no, you mention it, and then just this list, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. How about Get a some better husband? Ooh, th- thankfully <laughs> that didn't come up because that would have been really awkward. Anyway, so they just get to the store and they get out of the car and then everyone is looking up and they're not actually trolling him. You know, the whole thing making people look up. <laughs> is, so he looks up yeah, as well yeah, with yeah. his kid and there are a shed tan, like 15, 20 big military cargo planes all flying in the same direction. <gasps> I mean, that's a lot of planes. Shit. And it is like, huh. Yeah. That's weird. Wonder where they're going. Whatever. That, that doesn't bode well. Let's still go shopping. <laughs> so um, it kind of goes yeah. inside. I mean, to be honest, the shopping bit is not. It's not hugely important, apart from one bit. So his phone goes bing, 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 and he's like, "Huh, that's weird. That's not my phone thing. It's probably an amber alert." Turns out, it's not an amber alert. It's an ale alert. No, it's not an ale alert. It's a presidential alert. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Presidential alert! Wow." The president's been kidnapped? Yeah, something like that. The president's <laughs> never alert. Well, the previous one wasn't. Um, the, the new one's pretty good. We're talking about America, obviously. This is all being filmed in America. This isn't an Irish film. This is very clearly in America. <laughs> because sure, in sure. Ireland, they would probably behave more sensibly. Um, anyway. <laughs> Maybe. So no one else in the store is getting this alert. And he's like, huh, that's weird. So um, he kind of checks his phone. And coincidentally, I don't know how they manage this, his TV at home is showing exactly the same message, except it's all in text. Ooh. And it's like somehow his phone and his TV are connected and or the president knows his phone and TV are connected. But his wife is still getting ready, so she misses the TV thing. Uh, women. women. <laughs> um, so... Uh, it's like one of these automated voice announcements. Like, this is an emergency presidential alert. And it's like, this is for John, uh, I don't know, John Siobhan Garrity. That's his middle name. It's not really. Sure. <laughs> and then effectively, sure. it's his name, his wife's name, and his kid's name. And it's like, yeah, you need to get to it. We are in need of someone who can do archi- ar- uh, architecture and also someone with an insulin pump. And kick and a, and a pissed off wife and kick people <laughs> into wells. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. This is Greenland. Exactly. It's like, oh, the permafrost stopped us from digging wells. Oh well, it's very shallow. Oh, it's only like two foot deep. Kicks them in and it's like frozen over. Yeah, Ooh, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> anyway, oh. so Ow. Uh, effectively, that's what it says. It says get to an get get to this air force base at this time. Whatever, get on an airplane. And he's like, huh, I wonder if get on it. I wonder if this is just a test message. So they're like, they're like, sure. They're like, maybe we should stop shopping now and go home. So st- they still take the shopping. And the kid's like, what about that toy you probably should buy me? And he's like, next time you're like, oh fuck off. And I'm kid. thinking, there's not going to be a next time you're in that store. <laughs> probably the way things no. are going. The next time you get a toy, it's going to be like a stick tied to your rock in a post-apocalyptic landscape. You'd be lucky if you got a stick. Yeah. You might get a bit of Comet to use as your rock, but um, yes. Right now. Anyway, so they drive home, and on their drive home, they see a shed load of like um, 
uh, army trucks driving to somewhere. You don't know where. <gasps> it's like Humvees and like the big trucks, the, the troop carriers. Fine. Anyway, so the next scene is the party is happening, but it's kind of not so much Ooh. of a party. They decide to just sit around and like watch the TV of, of kind of the first bit fragment of the the comet supposed to be like coming into the atmosphere. Well, sure. I mean, I feel like the, the comet somewhat cast a pall over the party. It's going to make well, it difficult. To no one's like, worried. Party like it's our last night on no Earth. No one's worried because they've been told and like the thing is like only a few bits will get into the atmosphere. The rest of it's going to go straight past. It's just a flu. Yeah, it's, yeah kind of, <laughs> it's just going to fly past. All, all yeah. good. Anyway, Kenny and Deb are there. Classic Kenny Ooh. and Deb. Oh, Kenny and Deb. Yeah. I Brilliant. Mean, I love Later Kenny on we Deb. can say, oh my God, they killed Kenny. But uh, we'll, we'll skip <laughs> we'll skip that bit for the moment because to be honest, they're they're only bit players in this in this and Kenny and Deb. But Deb makes it right. Yeah, uh, they've also got a kid who's friends with Nathan, who's who's their kid. Of course. Anyway, so is it a girl? It is a girl. Much Yay! like a deep impact Classic. with Elijah Wood, who like exactly. like, hey, let's just get married, even though we're seven years old. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, I mean, maybe in Virginia, but uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Anyway. So they're watching the stuff on the TV and like the TV presenter's like, don't worry, it's going to hit the ocean. It's all good. And then um, he cut, it's like, um, what's it? Gerald Butler's kind of drags Marina Ali to the side and said, hey, um, I got this presidential alert thing. And she's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's sure it's just a test. And he's like, but I saw a whole lot of it. And she's like, forget about it. It's just a test. Everything's going to be fine. It wow. says it on the news. Everything's cool. She's. She's really pissed with this guy. Kind of, yeah. But also you're kind of thinking, maybe you should take this slightly seriously. Whatever. Yeah. So um, it's live news and um, they're kind of filming this fragment falling. And they're like, this is probably off at like a live feed from a boat somewhere. And the, you see it coming in mm. and they're like, five, four, three, two, one. Nothing happens. Nothing <gasps> happens. And they're like, Huh? Yay. What's going on? End of film. Nice. Roll credits. Yeah. Turns out it's not roll credits. And um, someone says, there's no explosion. And then some, some probably Kenny says it. God damn Kenny. Says, rocks don't explode. And then Ooh. Marina says, tell that to the dinosaurs. And I was like, that's actually, cool. that's actually <laughs> quite a good line, uh, considering. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. So, Gerald Butler... Oh, goes outside, don't know why, because he hears a whole load of birds making noises. And it's like, what do you do if birds make noises? You wander outside. And they're all flying off. And he's like, huh, that's a bit weird. And then he kind of looks down the street and then you just see this massive shockwave just like (gasps) pushing stuff really, 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 really fast. And then boom, he gets flown flown sideways, all the windows break. And it's like, um, it's cue silly acting indoors with everyone going, I wonder what that was. And it's like, what was that? It's like, you just watched something on TV of a fucking comet hitting and you're wondering what a shockwave is. I mean, obviously they don't know it's as close as it has been. Still though. You know the bit in Star Trek where they're like, they get hit by like a a photon torpedo and everyone who's on the bridge just rolls sideways a little bit. Yeah, because there's no seatbelts, which is crazy. Um, Anyway, so they do that. They do that kind of thing. Everyone's flailing around. And it's like, turns out they're still watching the news and they, the, the fragment has hit Florida, didn't land in the ocean. 
So effectively, it's, it's oh. hit Tampa, the city. Is that like the worst thing in the world, though? <laughs> uh, uh, probably. Well, for the, if you live in Tampa, it a, puts a bit of a crimp in your day. Um, sure. And it's a classic thing that you kind of see in all of these films, that there's a helicopter footage that's, that's taking video of it, and then you see the thing come down. And um, oh, and then you just hear the, the other guy in the, the helicopter saying, we're too close, we're too close. And he's like thinking, if you can see that, you're, and he's like, you're too close, pull away. And it's like, if you can see it, you're way too close. Pulling away is going to do nothing. Yeah. If you can read this. You yeah, <laughs> kind of. And it's like, so the footage cuts out. It's pretty clear that that helicopter's gone. And so is everything within yeah. 10. But everyone in the house went, I wonder where the helicopter yeah, went. Yeah, it's like 10, 20 miles away. <laughs> everything within 10, 20 miles is probably toast, if not more. Because it's like... It's charcoal. This piece of rock the size of a football stadium is hit. <gasps> so you just like... How'd they miss that? I know. that One of the things that's really weird about this film is like... Um, either it's all being kept hush-hush and they're not actually releasing the material and saying, hey, actually, there's loads of bits mm. that are there. We just don't want to tell anyone. Or they've mm. just decided to turn off all radar. Well, the thing I was always told about situations like this is... We can only spot a comet coming um, with enough time to do anything about it. We can only spot it if we point the telescope at it. But we have an, an infinite plane to point our telescopes at, which means that if we aren't pointing it at the exact point where the asteroid or the... Comet. Where, where it, comet. What is it when it's in space? Yeah. If we're not looking at it, we won't see it. And by the time we do see it, um, just generally, it's probably already too late. It's, it's, That's what I was yeah. told. But I was told that like 20 years ago, so we might have improved things by this. It's kind then. of not true, because it's, especially okay. if it's a comet, because comets usually leave a massive tail, which is high lit by the sun. So you might not originally see the the solid part, but when it gets close yeah. to the, the sun, you get that massive tail. And it just it's like a neon mm. sign, because when you get the like the solar mm. energy hits it, it turn, turns on like a... A neon light. Yeah. yeah. So that makes you then go, oh shit, something's coming in. And then you look at the front of it and you can potentially use radar to see whether or not there's lumps in there or it's or it's gas or it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So so what you're saying is since I've read that article, things have improved. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> since I read it in New Scientist twenty years ago. <laughs> but if it if it I guess if it's something that's literally solid like it is actually just yeah. one lump of rock and there's no gas or anything, you might not get a tail yeah. because there's nothing to no. fall off to make. Yeah. yeah. And Ice around, as it's yeah. coming from um, potentially another solar system, it's not necessarily going to come in from um, the plane where the planets are in. We've had this conversation before in, mm. I think, the previous one about the comet's life force. Mm. If it comes from outside mm. the ecliptic, which is the kind of the flat plane that all the planets are in except we Pluto. We definitely talked about the ecliptic. Yeah. Only yeah. Pluto isn't in the in the ecliptic. It's a little bit above and below depending on the time of year. No, Pluto. But just has to be if awkward. something comes in from let's say just this for the want of a better term because it's all in 3D, it comes from the north, so above the plane. Mm. You're not usually mm. looking there. Because no. most rocks So by the know, time but by the time you actually do see it then, it's probably too late to do anything about it. Yeah. And some of the suggestions they had was to fly up there 
and then just paint loads of it white and the solar energy will bounce off that and then push it yeah slightly off course yeah you have i thought it was pretty cool it is pretty cool the only downside with that is that um the actual force of the solar wind is very small yeah but there's very little friction to impede yeah but if you're talking about inertia you that you you'd have mm. to paint it so far out that it would be impractical Exactly. Oh, I'm not saying like, oh, I can see it with my eyes in the sky. I'll go paint it white. No, mm. you mm-hmm. need to have spotted it well in advance. Fly out there, yeah. which, I mean, easy. We'll get Elon Musk on yeah. that and then paint it white. So if Elon and Dulux get together on this, that dog goes up. <laughs> we'll be all set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Problem solved. True. Anyway. Um, and then the dog gets left behind. No. Like likely is not. Yeah. Like her? Oh. No. Too soon? Like her wasn't an old English sheepdog. No, though, was she, she wasn't. She was a stray. She was a bit of a mutt. Oh, come on now. Yeah. That's some bullshit. I don't know why that offends me more, but it's like, if she was a stray... She had a, she had a tough <laughs> life already. Just... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They just stepped outside Russian NASA. I don't know what it's called. And like grabbed the, <laughs> the nearest dog walking past. Yeah. They probably just scooped it up from Chernobyl. They're probably like... You're going to shoot that dog? Yeah, well, give it to us. doesn't matter if it glows in the dark. We're going to fire it into space anyway. Either that or it's a mutated, super intelligent dog that actually survived and it's just no one knows about it. Ooh. Speaking of which, we watched the new Fantastic Four film. Okay. It's laughably stupid. Awesome. I thought you were going to talk about that film with the dog that's trying to terrorise that family. In a car? Cujo? Yes. Cujo. Cujo. Love Cujo. Really? Yeah. It just sounds really stupid. It is really yeah. stupid. So Right. Where are we? Oh yeah. We've so they haven't they haven't told us that there was actually a football field sized comet and it just took out Florida. Maybe that's why they didn't tell anyone, because they wanted the Wang of America taken out. That's some cock blocking. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's not even the largest fragment. Oh no! That's just the first fragment that made atmosphere. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, so things do not bode well for the planet. Um, but no. one thing that I thought, uh, while this is quite dark, um, there's, there's, they've also got this footage, real-time footage from space, which shows like the expanding shockwave, and you're kind of thinking, one, how are you getting real-time footage in color from space to a, <laughs> to a news station? Yeah. It's like the satellites that are up there that are doing that are usually not live feed and they're probably NASA or they're military and you're not going to actually see stuff happening in real time, not in colour. Anyway, put that to one there side. There is no real time with space. <laughs> I mean, I, they do, I think they do have some real time stuff, but it's it's not to that extent. And any... No, not for CNN. Exactly, exactly. But one thing that... <laughs> the BBC don't have real time <laughs> satellites. No to watch space no. on the off chance yeah and it just <laughs> happens to be focused on florida yeah yeah but one thing that oh that was lucky one thing that was quite <laughs> funny is that at the bottom of this news feed they've got like a weather report and it's like what the weather is oh, and the temperature is showers <laughs> in various parts of the country and i said uh it doesn't include tampa but i was thinking if it did it would be like 900 degrees might be cloudy <laughs> It's like, ooh, <laughs> too soon? High chance of death. Yeah, high chance of death, yeah. Anyway. It's going to be raining crocodiles. So the next bit is, 
his phone beeps again and no one else in the room's phone beeps. And they're like, huh? What are you getting called mm. about? And it's like, meh, 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 presidential alert. And then it gets like super, super awkward because they're all watching TV, right? Yeah. Remember what happened last time? The message also repeats on the TV. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh. And the kid's like... It's like when Mal... It's like an archer when Mallory announces she and her husband are having an open marriage. Yeah. And then the next thing, Cheryl's phone rings. Yeah. And she's like, hey, it's Ron. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's awkward. a bit awkward because the kid's like, hey, dad, your name's on TV. And like <laughs> all the neighbours like turn around at him and is like, why are you getting a phone call? And then he's like, eh, I don't know. And they're like, um, I don't know. Maybe. And, but the other thing that's on the message is it's you, uh, your wife and your kid, no exceptions. I mean, it makes it super clear no one else is allowed to come along. Right? Oh. And it's like, uh, and it doesn't say don't tell anyone else, but I mean, it's kind of implied. But now the entire room of people are like, what? And they're like, let's all run home and see nice. whether or not it's on our TV. And meanwhile, there's oh sure, yeah, sure. There's, there's a whole load of people just saying, yeah. why wasn't I called? And it's like, mm, because oh. you probably don't have a profession that's useful. Because you're not a structural engineer. Mm. Yeah, someone who's like does like, I don't know, pet clipping. is or It's like, <laughs> why am I not being called? Anyway. So every professional dog snatcher for Russian yeah. NASA. So they all fuck off home, and they they like. So the next thing is they're packing, and like one of the classic things is that. So the the the, the mother Ali says, "What do I pack for? Hot or cold?" And the guy's like, "I don't know." <laughs> yes, that's possibly not the. Im- <laughs> he doesn't actually say that, but clearly this is possibly not the most important thing right now. Whether or not you put a bikini in, yeah. or you put a parker in. Just put in some clothes. Yeah. Should I bring my skis? Exactly. Yeah. It's like surfboard. <laughs> Should I bring under my dunger arm. skis? Um, yeah, yeah. dunger skis. And um, right, another critical bit is like kids got diabetes, right? So they yeah, need yeah. to pack his insulin. He's like, let's focus on like making sure the insulin is in. So they go to the fridge. Do they put it in a cool box? No, they don't put it in a cool box. They just chuck yeah. it in the kids' bag, right? The kids' bag. Um. And then they just chuck his, um, they chuck his, uh, what's it called, security blanket in on top, zip it up, all good, fine. This, oh, right. have they met children before? Right. Clearly not. Oh. So, anyway, they put it in. The mother stops to make sandwiches, and you're like, you, you, you realise we're slightly under the clock here. He doesn't say this, but she's making This sandwiches. woman really has her priorities straight. I know. Because, like... Cause like She's she's has no idea that you have to keep insulin cold or to keep it with someone a sensible person. Yeah. She doesn't seem to understand that we're under the clock and doesn't have time for sandwiches. And she knows she's having a party the next day, but instead of going out and getting all the stuff from the shop right. that she needs, she's on a treadmill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not her fault that it's being packed because he's like I think it's I think it's the dad or the or the or the mother who puts it in the thing anyway. And they know it needs to be in the fridge, but they know they have to travel, so they have to pack it. So. I just think they packed it in the wrong bag. That's what I'm going to say. Anyway, yes. so she's making she's yes. making sandwiches whilst watching the news, and it's just like pictures of Florida that is fucked. Let's <laughs> just make a sandwich. Yeah. Watching stuff burn, like people jumping out of buildings. Well, I mean, in like 
in her defense, just to play devil's sure. avocado for a moment, mm. I am aware that's wrong, listeners. Um, <laughs> just to be clear. Because mm. I'm already feeling really awkward about not knowing the name of the Russian Space Institute and also for saying crocodiles instead of alligators earlier. But anyway, Ooh. in her defense, what did everyone do when COVID struck? Did we do anything sensible? No, we did the equivalent of making sandwiches, which is to run out, buy every type of jar sauce we can get from pasta and toilet roll. So, you know, in her defence, people do do the strangest things in a crisis. It is called displacement activity. Is that right? Yeah. So her making sandwiches was her just doing displacement activity. Because she was like, well, I could get some cold stuff out of the freezer and wrap it around my kids. They didn't do that at all. Or... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Right. Fair enough. So... The kind of like looking outside and like part of the sky, which is in the direction of I assume Florida, is this like mushroom flame cloud has like started rising. They're like, I didn't realize you'd see it from here because it's like 1,500 kilometers away or miles away, whatever. Yep. And um, so it's so it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. And um, they get in the car, they chucked all the three bags because they're allowed one bag each, and they start driving off. Cue awkward neighbor scene. Oh, so. It's like the neighbor, his neighbor, who's, who's been doing the, the thumb thing earlier. Hey, all's good or whatever. He's like, um, hey, so I didn't get a call. Um, uh, I hear like on the I news did. there's a planet killer. What do we do? What do we do? Um, uh, is this shelter even w- real? Uh, is there somewhere that's safe? And the guy's like, I don't know if the shelter is real. I have no idea whether there's something that's safe. Um, I'll call you. Which is like very much the I call you, I'll call you, <laughs> and like yeah, this was great. We should do it again sometime. Yeah, it's like <laughs> holding the guy's skull in ten years. Hi, man, how's it going? How about that? I mix? knew him, Horatio. Yeah, mm. I had a super awkward in- encounter with him. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of sad. And I mean, it's you know setting the scene, and the guy's like, "Well, good luck," and he's like, "Good luck." So they start driving away. And this halfway down the street, and guess who appears? Ken. Ken. Close. Uh, Ken and Barb. Debs, or Debbie, whatever. Debs, yeah. yeah. And she's got her kid with her, and she's like, no. She oh. jumps out in front of the car. He's like, don't leave. And he's like, Deb, get out of the Do way. Baby. Yeah, effectively, which is like kind of what you would potentially do. And it, this yeah. is quite an interesting scene because it's like, he's like, we can't. Take you or your kid, and Ali's like, we've got to take her. Oh and my god, Ali! He's like, did you not see the television? Yeah, and he's like, we can't take her, and like it's no. super awkward. And the woman calls him a coward and all this kind of other stuff. And he's like, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. And Kenny comes along and he's kind of, he's like, shrugs his shoulders and kind of his on, family sweetheart. moves out the way. And like the the other neighbor's yeah. like, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. And I'm like, it's not gonna be okay. It's not cool. So they drive drive off. And Addie's like, we've got to go back and take the kid. Right? Uh, You can't, though. What are you going to do? Right. So this is actually unusual in this kind of film in the sense that they don't just go, oh, well, it would be the nice thing to do, therefore we should do it. This is actually more on the Mm -hmm. realistic side where he's like, seriously, Ali, we get to the Air Force base... 
and she won't be allowed that in. kid over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she will be alone without her parents yeah. in an unfamiliar place. Yeah. What is worse for her? Yeah. Here you go, kid. You stand out here and count the railings while we just while we adults go inside. While here. the asteroid's Click, falling slam. from above your head. Shoop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. With no one to console you or anything. Yeah. So it's a tough call, but it's probably the right one. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's not a tough call. It's a it's a shit situation. Yeah. But the facts are uh, are very clear, yeah. which is we can't take this kid. We were told not to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we're just going to turn up and they're going to go, ah, go on then. <laughs> I mean, at least the presidential alert didn't say specifically, don't take Debs's kid. <laughs> that would have been awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the kids seem very nice, actually. Yeah. I mean... Deb seemed a bit annoying. Kenny seemed okay. Sure. Because essentially, one of the reasons why I said she was a little bit annoying, but possibly justified, was like, when he came to the party, I mean, everyone clearly knows their marriage is slightly on the rocks. The Kenny is like, hey, how's it going, man? And then she just has a smug look on her face. It's like, look at my perfect family. And it's like, well, in about 48 hours, it's not going to be... Not going to be so perfect, Yeah, kind is of, it? but... Anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. So um, they're driving to the base and like people are already looting shops and he's like, and he's like, well, that didn't take long. And on the radio, it's like um, there are reports of people getting like um, uh, golden tickets and presidential alerts. Um, And they're saying they've probably done this to avoid mass hysteria because there's going to be the inevitable collapse of civilization and they want to get... All sure. the rich people out first. What? But the, that's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. But the thing is, this is this is radio speculation, so they don't actually know what's going on. Oh, no. So, um, and the and Gerard Butler's like, why did they pick me? And you're like, because oh. you're a civil engineer. I mean, it's pretty clear by now. You've like hammered on about this throughout the first 20 30 minutes of the film that you're a civil engineer you're also the king of sparta <laughs> and you can do fractions so you're probably pretty rich you can do high school fractions. and you can do what high school fractions he's helping the kid with the yeah. homework yeah yeah we need someone who can do fractions that's what we need in the post-apocalyptic wasteland <laughs> now top question do you know what the uh, numerator and the denominator is mm. You, mm. I know, I know. Hooray! Society is saved. I know how to divide a pizza, hence I know fractions, which is actually quite a good way Woo. of thinking about it, to be honest. But I get distracted by the pizza. I'm just like, there are no fractions. It's like, where's the pizza come? Yeah, <laughs> it's just crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> do you think? Do you think in this sort of circumstance, do you think the likes of us would get this presidential call? Do you think they'd want postdocs? Um, I mean, they're politicians, so they're probably going to just bring professors, aren't they? They're not going to bring the people who do the actual science, are well, they? Well, realistically, you also want people who can potentially have kids. Oh, yeah, so get young people. And you, if, if you're realistically doing this, you're probably more likely try and skew it towards um, female specialists than male specialists. <gasps> so Sally, shoe in. Which one? Oh, actually, uh, wait, 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 wait. Monsai. Okay, I was going to say, we shouldn't necessarily say the, <laughs> any second names in this, which is why I was like, don't say anything. They're both blonde. Oh. 
Not the one who's in good news all the time. Ah, yeah. She's going to be listening to us going, why am I getting mentioned? <laughs> because you're worth saving, <laughs> Cause, Sally. Because good news. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're the only one who would get a presidential alert. <laughs> and she's like, but, I, but I'm not American. <laughs> you're that special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to ship you over from Britain to America. Yeah. You're that good. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, whether or not postdocs would be taken, um, it would probably really depend on what they specialise in. Yeah, but, like, like you're going to want um, people who can, you know, sort out crops and stuff for the future. Wow. So plant biotechnology. She says pointing at herself. In. Yeah, nice. obviously, yeah. So I'm I'm prime real estate, and what are we gonna do about diseases and disease and shit? So they're gonna want like infectious disease people. So that would be you. you yeah, yeah, well. I think so. Because imagine you're gonna be in a shelter and you're all gonna be stuck together in a small area. Yeah. And they're realistically, I would be no help. I'm like, I know the molecular biology, but the public health benefits, uh, you're on your own. So I don't think I get chosen. But they'd bring somebody to do the public health benefits stuff. Plus, they could just keep you in a shed and send all the women to you. Wow. Because <laughs> they only need one young man. <laughs> I am no longer that young. They would take Elizabeth. It doesn't matter. <laughs> True. They would take, Eliz- uh, take a well-known Italian uh, lecturer that we both know uh, over us. Right enough. Yeah. yeah. Justifiably. Justifiably, I might add. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They'd they take you and they'd take her. all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they'd probably take Audrey over me uh, for a plant biotechnologist. She has a bit more of the uh, of a I guess. the literature. Um, what would you call it? Wit behind her. Yeah, I suppose so. However, you're you've got a, a multi-talented assets because you've got TB knowledge, you got parasite knowledge, <gasps> you got virology knowledge, you got plant knowledge. Um, you can right now. You can uh, wait a second. Um, God, what's it called? What's that thing that you do with the sew? It's not sewing. It's not crochet. Cross stitch. You can cross stitch. Ooh. You can. Oh, the savior of humanity. You, you can, <laughs> you're, you're, you're really good at like making three layer desserts and cakes with lots of different layers of different colors. They're going to want someone to do that sort of thing. I know. I mean, what are you supposed to eat? Just food with one layer for the rest of your life? That's terrible. I mean, <laughs> while Mary Berry is fantastic, she's not necessarily she's... youthful. She's not going to repopulate the planet anytime soon, is she? No. No. Sorry, Mary no. Berry. Also, neither of us have any like health complaints. Like, for example, diabetes. Right. Going to slow us up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're prime prime for this. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, where are we? Where were we? Anyway. Right. I feel a lot better about, about the <laughs> whether or not we get picked. However, sure, it would be great that yes, we're fantastically skilled and we would be chosen. However. We live in the UK, and considering the fact that they weren't able to build the vaccine facility that's been being built for like two or three years during a pandemic, <laughs> it's still not going to be ready for like another two years. Right enough, uh, yeah. The, we'll the odds for our favour were not great in that. Anyway, Mm-mm. so as what happens in a very grammatically structured sentence in disaster films, they're driving, yes. and what happens? Oh, there's loads of traffic and people come running out of everywhere to try and get in their car. Traffic jam. All that traffic stuff. jam. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. where is everyone going? They don't know where it's going to be safe because they don't know where their shelter is. 
and they don't know where it's going to be dangerous. So you might be moving to the site of an impact point. Yeah, and I bet a lot of people are doing that stupid thing where they're like, let's drive to where the asteroid hit in Florida because there's no way two will land in the same place. Possibly. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Like lightning. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. They're independent events. However, obviously, one thing that they did say that was quite clever is that as the world is turning on the axis, things will be hitting mm-hmm. in different areas. So it's not just happening in America. They do actually mention other places are getting boned as well. Which is actually quite good for a film like this. It's not just purely mentioning America. So it's good. It's good. Um, Makes a nice change. Anyway, so they're in the traffic and um, he's like, we can't take this route because there's no way to drive. So he just like nips out into half shoulder and then starts reversing really fast. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I'm reversing. He's reversing, clearly. It's reversing quite quickly, so to a certain extent she has a point. But then he slightly dings the car on a signpost and she's like, John, you've damaged the car effectively. It's like, this is the least of your worries at the moment. What are you thinking? Yeah. So She is in deep denial. Yeah, but I mean, I feel very sorry for the actress in this because she's clearly not going to... She's clearly thinking, why, why do I have to say this? This is going to make me look like a complete idiot. <laughs> Because clearly... The amount of time she must have just whipped around to the director and been like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, it's just like, you are stereotyping me so hard right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's yeah. silly. But it's so clearly silly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because they scratched the car, big whoop, whatever. Anyway, so they drive off. It's fine. That's fine. And like, um... oh, the other thing that is, is he just, he's like, sorry, honey, after scratching the car, it's like, Okay, fine, whatever. I'm sorry. And on the radio, there's news of like the more fragments have been hitting. Um, Bogota is now toast. Um, oh shit! A huge fragment is going to hit within the next forty-eight hours. So clearly, you're now starting the clock. Yes. In forty-eight hours, we're all toast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, she's like, "Why are there so many cars?" Um, have all these people really? been selected? Well, clearly they haven't, because based on like the neighbours. And will there be enough room in the shelters? And it's like, how am I going to know? I know that. I didn't build. Why do it. I know that. However, no. he is a civil engineer, but he didn't build. Or whatever them. He didn't engineer. build them. He didn't. So I'm just thinking, who the fuck knows? I mean, sure. Oh my god, it's like the person who sits and watches a film with you and says things like, "How are they going to get to the?" The spaceship. What's that button on the control panel do? Why are they running out of the room? I don't fucking know. I didn't write it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. But again, the actress is probably thinking, ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Script yeah. writing in this is terrible. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Who wrote this? <laughs> a, a, a key part of the film happens next because effectively a lot of the rest of the film is based around it. The kid... <gasps> Gets his mm-hmm. safety blanket out of his bag. Guess what happens? All the insulin flies out of the car. Eh, it, it falls on the floor and goes into the footwell. But yeah. Sure. And the parents are not watching him or anything because they're like bickering in the front about like reversing too of far. Course. And, um, and scratching the car. Yeah. And turns out they bump into another traffic jam. But the traffic in this case isn't moving. But it's near the Air Force base they've been told to get to. 
So they hop out the car, grab the bags, and then just walk. No! So all the insulin... What age is this kid? Uh, About seven. Oh. Seven or eight, maybe. It's not like 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I suspect I'm going to need that insulin. Anyway, so (laughs) there's a a huge crowd, and there's obviously a military checkpoint, so everyone's like, loads of guns and stuff like that, and only a few people are getting in, because they've got the barcode on their phone, and they also have their their ID checked, and all this kind of other stuff. Um, Sure. But this, okay, cinematography, you know, I, I do like this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The lights all fail. All the lights go out. Right? <gasps> so the power is dropped. However, the thing that's really cool yeah. about the scene is, like, they've still got the red red and blue lights that are on, like, the military trucks are still, like, strobing. So you're, yeah. getting stuff, you're getting people coming in and out in red and blue. And it's actually really Ooh. good. Anyway. Wow. And then the generators kick in and a whole load of, like, really bright, you know, the kind of lights they put in, like, football stadiums for, like, lighting sure, places up? Sure, They yep. all flash on and the yep. crowd starts getting loud again because they stopped quiet when the lights went out. But then everyone starts flailing around, like, having a rave. So they so they turned the lights, they turned the generators back off again yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get everyone to shut exactly. up. <laughs> anyway, so they get to the front of the queue and, like, I need to see your barcode or you're not getting in. He's like, I got a barcode. And they're like, okay, you get in. Right, great, fantastic. Whoop, whoop. Um, so then there's, there's this, like, a panning scene of, like, a lines of civilians, like, walking into the back of cargo planes. And there's quite a mm. few cargo planes here. I mean, like, there's, like, I don't know, at least five, and they're all parked quite closely together. You've got people just getting in. It's fine. Mm. And then it pans to them going, okay, um, so you've logged in with your um, barcode. Each of you mm-hmm. gets a wristband, which you Ooh. can now use from now on uh, to beep your way in, and you can go to all the various different checkpoints. Yeah, like going into a nightclub. Sure. Yeah. And then they're like, um, you're only allowed to take one bag per group. And they're like, but I thought I was allowed one bag each. <laughs> And they're like, where is this, Ryanair? And they're like, one bag, (laughs) no exceptions. And they're like, fine, we'll stuff all three bags into one bag then, right here and hold everyone up, Ryanair. Kind of, yeah. It's very much like that. Mm. And then they're like, and they sniff the dogs and everyone's getting wanded. So I guess you're not allowed to take any of the cocaines into this shelter. And also they don't want civilians taking guns in, clearly. One would assume. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so um, discovery. <gasps> Where's the insulin? In the car. They don't know that. Yeah, and they're like, "But oh. I packed it." And then there's a whole load of like, "Dun dun dun," and it's like, "What do you mean it's gone?" <laughs> and then they're like to the kids, "Did you open your bag?" And he said, "I wanted my blanket." And like Gerard Butler's like, "Oh." God, it's going to be in the car. So he says, I'm going to go back to the car and get your insulin. It's a classic disaster film. I've got to split away to go and do something. Yes, and yes. then I'll be right back. Yeah, exactly. It's not like <laughs> I'm just going out. It may be some time. Anyway, um... he talks to the dude on the gate and he's like, I've got this bracelet with this wristband thing on. Would you let me back in? And the guy's like, yeah, you got a bracelet. You can come back in. But like a nightclub. Like a nightclub. Uh, 
And, but however, the car's like 10 minutes away and the, the flight's in 25 minutes or something like that. So <gasps> he's got to get there, get back. It's going to be cutting it close to the, close to the wine or cutting it fine. Yeah. Um, so before he left Ali's like, text me what plane you're on. Okay, mm. so there's a bunch of planes. Fine. True. So he's And also ask around and see if any of these people are medics who would have a supply of the most basic feckin' things you'd need in a medical emergency, like insulin, to save me having to do a twenty minute run. So you say this, and this is the next part of the scene. So a- Yay! Ali called it. You did call it. However, you've called it wrong, kind of. So oh. Ali rocks up to a soldier and says, My husband, John Garrity, you might know him. He's like, yeah. I don't know who the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Some nobody. He's very, special. He's very special. He got a presidential call like, that he ignored twice. Like <laughs> everyone else has got a bit, uh, presidential call here anyway. So who gives a shit? Anyway, so he's gone to go and get meds. And the soldier's like, uh, Sergeant? And the sergeant like rocks over. And she's like, yeah, he's just gone to go and get the insulin. And it's like super awkward where the soldier and the sergeant kind of give each other a look. And he's like, yeah, I need to escort you to go and see my captain. And she's like, actually, don't worry about it. It's not an issue. And he's like, yeah, it's an issue. Because it really fucking is. <laughs> no one with a medical condition is being allowed on the flights. So the kid has got a medical condition, which is chronic. Oh, fuck. And she just outed him. Yeah. Exactly. No! So. Oh, no. Meanwhile, cut to John Garrity. He's got to the car. He's got the insulin. And he's just turning around. Fine. So, you know, he's coming back. It's fine. He hasn't got killed or, like, someone's beaten him up on the way there. So That's something, at least. It is something, at least. So now Ali and the kid are with the captain. And the captain is, like, super clearly busy trying to organise everything that's going on. And you've got an irate person coming along saying, what the fuck? Let me on the plane. And she's like, I'm sorry, Hmm. anyone with a chronic condition can't go. Cue, it's not fair. (laughs) Life's so tough. I know, this is me being like slightly heartless. But I mean, it's like, it happens in every kind of disaster film where it's like, make the exception for me. Yeah, I hate that. I hate people yeah. like that. See, when I see people giving people, uh, when I see traffic wardens giving people a ticket, I really want to high five them and be like, "Yeah, teach those people that the rules apply to them as well." Yeah, because you think you're so fucking special, you can just park in the double yellow and go to the bank while the rest of us are stuck in the queue in the traffic behind you, asshole. Yeah. yeah. However, th- you know, I mean, this does ultimately result in a dead kid so yeah everyone slightly dies. different sticks everyone dies kathy yeah but <laughs> it's not i can totally yeah. see their point because where are they going to get insulin in this post-apocalyptic wasteland that i'm envisaging after the asteroid hits maybe so really, they'll carry one of just... those pigs that produces insulin <laughs> and just bleed it's it every like once in a while pigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit yeah ah, human insulin Sorry. if if they kept, if they had kept a plant biotechnologist such as myself, I could easily make that kid some insulin with tobacco plants. Bish, bash, bosh. Plus you'd have tobacco. Easily. That too. Yeah. I mean, there's a group somewhere who are researching how to get lettuce to make aspirin to take 
to Mars. So that they don't have you to bring mean aspirin with the company? them to Mars. Oh. <laughs> eh? It's like a, a lettuce flavored chocolate bar, <laughs> which is also a painkiller. Oh. Fucking awesome. That's what they should be working on. Imagine if lettuce tasted like a Mars bar. I super want a Mars bar right now. Or a Mars bar that contains insulin, because then you're like, I've got a headache. I have to have a Mars bar. Mars bars are already recommended to diabetics if they've got too much insulin. Yeah. So imagine if you had two Mars bars. You've got a Mars bar for when you need glucose, and then a Venus bar for when you need insulin. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Right? That is a million dollar idea right there. Although the Venus bar is going to taste like ass because it's going to have no sugar in it and, it's, and insulin yeah, in it. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be yeah. a stick of insulin. <laughs> uh, nasty. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the captain's like, yeah, so sorry, not my fault. However, it should have... She, she doesn't say the not my fault bit. She just says it should have been caught when uh, there was the screening process was going on. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have trailed us all the way down here yeah. just to tell us that you're just going to cap my kid in the back of the head in the in the in the runway. What? They don't need to do that because they can just wait forty eight hours. Why waste a bullet? Uh, <laughs> I know. I did deliberately be cold about that because uh, I'm a I'm a terrible person. <laughs> um, well, bullets are going to be in short supply in the post apocalyptic wasteland, and also particularly not useful. What are you going to shoot? There's going to be no game. Oh shit. Man, the most dangerous game. But also the tastiest in the post-apocalyptic times. <laughs> um, long pig. Long <laughs> anyway. Do you know what I put together on Friday? Never figured this out before. Mm. You know who the Donner Party are? The people who got who crashed the aeroplane and ate people. And had to eat each yeah. other. Right? Steve was talking about us watching Alive and I said, the Donner Party. And he went, ha, good one. And I went, what? And he went, Donner. And I said... No, not the kebab. That was the name of the family. And he went, oh, I thought you were making a joke because Donner's a food. I never put that together in my head before, oh. that they were they were actually having Donner kebabs. Yeah. How have I never spotted that? It's, it's because maybe you don't have a horribly dark mind. <laughs> I think this podcast has demonstrated well, that that's not true. I suppose. Well, I mean... The parts of the podcast I cut out certainly demonstrate that I do. Uh, that's not true. She's lovely. Mostly. <laughs> I'm delightful. She's delightful. Yes. <laughs> wow. Right, so the kids the kids fucked and Gerard Butler's heading back with yeah, the yeah, yeah. now superfluous insulin. Yeah, because he doesn't know either. Yet. Anyway, no. so the captain's the captain is like, um, yeah, sorry about that. And the Ali's like Pretend you don't know. And the captain's like, I'm sorry, I didn't write the rules. And she's like, ignore it. What if it was your family? And the captain... I mean, the captain might have just turned around and been like, my kid has diabetes too. And I shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Before before it was even on the news. (laughs) Yeah, I was sick of his shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, she looks up and she said, my family wasn't chosen. Neither was 99% of the military. We are here as volunteers only. So this is a suicide mission for these guys. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's dark. Perspective. That's dark. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry to hear that. Awkward balloon. Um, Yeah. 
So anyway. I've got some Mars bars in my pocket if you want them. Yeah, you better be eat them within the next 48 hours. Yeah, um, get them down, you lad. So they're escorted out of the facility effectively now. So they're like, yeah, I'm sorry a bit. Um, in theory, the mother could have gone. But mm. she won't, which I would totally do the same thing. I wouldn't leave. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I wouldn't leave. I know what you mean. Um, so I was just, in fact, I mean, I was just sitting here thinking, like, I wish I was confident that I was the sort of person who, in this sort of scenario, was like, I mean, these people need help for the good of yeah. humanity, but you're going to die helping them. I would love to believe I was the sort of person who would be like, sure, no bother, I'll be right there. But I'm more likely the sort of person who would just sob myself into oblivion in a corner somewhere nah, until I blew nah, up. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. I would totally help and so would you. Because effectively we would just say, let's focus on something that we can do. Uh, there's no point in worrying about the future because one, it's not going to be very long. And two, if you're focusing on something, <laughs> you're not worrying about what's about to happen. If, yeah, if but I could focus, focus. I could divert my focus by... I could divert my focus by helping all of these people or I could divert my focus by just going on a rampage through every vending machine I know exists, drinking all the Coca-Cola and eating all the Mars bars I could get my hands on. I suppose. Maybe buying and trying some cocaine, who knows, drinking caffeinated drinks after four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at a certain point, your hangover is not going to be a problem. So... She she just took a I'm sip of beer. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I will take a sip of gin. No hangovers for me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you have to look in the bright side. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we would probably so do. So good for her. Mm. She's standing by her kid. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. So um, meanwhile, uh, John Garrity is back on base and mm. has been let in. So they bipped his little um, uh, club bracelet. Wristband. He's ra- yeah. raves. He's been for raves smoke. He's way allowed through. back in the nightclub. Yeah, club. exactly. Um, <laughs> glow sticks and all. Um, yeah. So he's screaming their names, and it's like it's a big fucking airfield. <laughs> no one's going to hear shit. Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he's like, sends them a message, and guess what? There's no cell service because everyone. I was going to ask about that. Everyone's yeah. trying to call everyone. It's like sending a text on New Year's. Yeah, totally. Give it yeah. give it 48 hours, maybe it'll get through. Well, maybe not in this case, but you know what I mean. 48 hours is not yeah, a good time I mean. point. Um, anyway, so he gets on a plane. 47. He gets on a plane because he's assu- he's assumed they've got on. And he's carrying the internet. everything's run smoothly. Everything's run smoothly. He's, yeah. he's a bit twitchy because he's like, I can't see them. Therefore, I'm still worried. Mm. But a fellow passenger's like, hey, bro. Doesn't actually say the hey, bro bit, but he says... Why are you carrying insulin? And he's like, it's for my son. And the guy's like, well, my 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 sister's diabetic and she wasn't allowed on. And he's uh. like, balls. So the doors and the plane are closing. Shit. And they close. And he's like, he insists I'm getting off the plane. So he's delaying the plane from leaving by going, hey, I'm special. <sighs> Everyone on that Let plane is off. a specialist. He's like, let me off. Yeah. And the guy's like, if I let you off, you're not getting back on. And he's like, I'm fine yeah. with that. It's I've like, got a wristband. Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually says, I'm fine with it. So he does the same as his, his wife has done. So Ali has done. He's like, yeah. i got to find my kid. I've got to find my wife. So sure. to a certain extent, some respect on that. But like, 
risking the lives of everyone else on that plane. Not cool. No. No, if the doors are shut, I'm sorry, mate. You yeah. just have to make your peace with it. Yeah. Because while you have a sentimental attachment to two people, there's about 40 on this plane. Who also have sentimental attachments to their families. This guy's got, got can't bring his sister. Yeah, I know. She's boned for the exact same reason. Exactly. So it's really stupid. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. perimeter breach. Civilians oh. have got onto the base who are not got the thing. They're Kevin Deb. Yeah, Kevin Deb. No, they're, fu- they're they're fucking miles away because they don't know which airport to go to for one. So they're armed civilians versus soldiers, and like you're getting people gunned down on both sides. Sure. And there's fuel spilling everywhere, and Gerard Butler notices it and shouts that people get off the plane. There's fuel mm. all over the runway. Uh-oh. So look, well, we've all seen Die Hard 2. Yeah. We know how that works. So they all hop out the plane and run off back into one <laughs> of the hangars. And you're like, why don't you just take off? That might have been a good idea. But no, what happens is some spark from a rifle or whatever. It seems really stupid because no one's flying, mo- throwing molotovs or grenades or anything. It's only rifle fire. <laughs> or shooting the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. And even if you shot the tarmac, what's lead going to do? Lead doesn't spark off shit as far as I know. Is that right? I think so. But it's a... Oh, you're right. It's a flint and steel. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Someone's using incendiary rounds. And it hits the fuel. The fuel goes up. The planes are parked really close to each other. Genius move. Oh. So, cue domino effect. Gerald Butler has now just fucked however many families by delaying everything. Oh, shit, yeah. All the planes pop off. People who are oh, no. on the planes, they're dead. So Gerard's just killed five cargo planes worth of people. Effectively, yeah. To save one kid. To potentially save one kid and his wife. With diabetes. So you might have had specialists in whatever. Stuff that is absolutely <laughs> key for the survival of the species. And they are now... And they're fucking dead. They're dead. They're all dead. Good move, Gerard. Yeah. Because that kid with diabetes is absolutely going to make up for four score yeah. fucking specialists in amazing shit. Yeah, yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. So, awkward. Anyway, so. Oh, did he just stand looking at it going, oh. <laughs> oh, Betty. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, no one else is going to get that reference. Anyway, so. Switch back to um, Ali and the kid. So they've obviously sure. been kicked off base. They see the explosion go up and the kid's like, what's that dad's plane? And the mother's like, uh, how the fuck would I know? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they hop into the car and they're like, the insulin's gone. He must have got <gasps> back in time, taken the insulin. And then blew up. So you've got no insulin. So maybe, shithead... Don't take your blanket out of the bag yeah. when we're in the car. <laughs> so she gives him a good thrashing and he learns his lesson. Excellent. And uh, really... she, he, she sticks his head in the car door and starts slamming yeah. the door on wow. his head. <laughs> Shouting, this is Sparta. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, so she tries to send a text message to him. Doesn't go through. But it's effect- effectively, it says, I'm going to my dad's. Meet us there right. if you didn't get on the plane. But she yeah, also scribbles... If you did get on the plane... Sorry. I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Never liked you anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
so she writes a message and leaves it on underneath like, the, the windscreen wipers. It says, your car is being clamped. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I dinged your car. Uh, this is my <laughs> so insurance sorry, details. because it seems so significant yeah. now. <laughs> Do you know what, right? I was in work once from, it was like uh, about 7.30 in the morning until, oh my God, right? 7.30 know, right? in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, mm. right? Uh, doing this assay. And I got to like the 10 o'clock mark and I realized that my negative control had got bugged. Yes. Which means that the entire experiment was just going to have to be put in the bin. Ouch. So that was well over 12 hours worth yeah. of work, plus all the work of setting it up the day before ruined. And I was so fucked off. There is a point to this. And I went out to my car to drive home and there was one of those like penalty notice stickers stuck to it. Yes. And... I, in the words of my friend, Cthulhu ravaged my sanity at that mm. point, And I was like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And I ripped the penalty notice off and opened it. And it was an advert for a fucking bar up the road. Classic. It was like, yeah. penalty notice. You're in violation of not coming to the Rainbow Cafe or the Rainforest Cafe or whatever it was. Sure. And I went fucking Ballistic. mental. Yeah. And I, I wrote to them twice and wrote them very sternly worded emails like this is not cool i nearly had a meltdown on the lisburn road because of you what the fuck and they never wrote back assholes i thought you were gonna say you got free entry for like three nights never oh, i'll never go to the flipping rainforest cafe they can stick that giraffe up their arse Ooh. bastards ouch yeah yeah sideways Ooh, yeah they, they've got quite big horns these things do they yeah I giraffes got just horns had wee little nubs those are horns giraffes have just got those yeah they're just wee nubs though but like it's not like fucking elk no they're not like elk but the males use it to effectively stab the other ones those aren't just like little ears <gasps> they're like weapons oh they like hole punchy i always considered giraffes as quite Peaceful creatures. Uh, in, ooh, in general, but have you not seen the, the one with David Attenborough where they're just smashing their legs against each other? I thought they were cuddling. They were not cuddling. Or if they were cuddling, <laughs> it was male male uh, giraffe cuddling male giraffe. Saucy. Which is fine. I don't judge. <laughs> they can identify which, as they do you like. Know what I was, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? <clears throat> right. The aliens from Alien, the xenomorphs, yes. right? I wish they had a name. Gary. But anyway, Gary's. The Gary's from Alien. Gary's. Why, why do they kill everyone? Um, why do they kill the majority of people? Because they they're a food they don't resource. Eat them. They, no, they, they kind of do. Them, well, they, they put... No, they don't. No, no, but so what... Or at least some of the... What's it called? What's it called? Law in um, uh, like Alien vs. Predator game is like when they killed someone, the normal xenomorph can implant an egg into... A body, and then that will come out later. So rather but than a facehugger. But in AVP, the game, the lore is that that does happen. Yeah, but imagine we're talking about the other 90% of the franchise oh, okay, rather than that one game. The aliens, they, right, facehuggers, they, impreg they use people to impregnate them. Sure. Full stop, mm -hmm. that's it. Grand. Aliens, then, Gary's, if they sniff out that someone's impregnated, they don't kill them. And yeah. sometimes they don't kill you; they just sort of grab you and glue you to the wall yeah. mm -hmm. and put a 
put a baby in you yeah. or whatever, or leave you leave you there to get face hugged. Yeah, yeah. But the majority of the time, they just kill you. But they don't eat you. They just do the wee hum and kill you. Yes. Why? Maybe they collect all Are the bodies any... at the end and like compost them for stuff. Maybe. I don't understand. Do you think it's like a territory thing? Do you think they're like hippos? And they just go around killing people for the sheer devilment of it? Well, it's, I think it's the if, you, if there are certain species that you deem to be competition, if you remove the competition, your species is more likely to succeed. Sure. I'm just trying to think of a, a large animal that behaves the way alien does. But I don't think there are any. Well, for example... Um, kill you and don't eat you. Wildebeest, Except hippos. wildebeest will trample to death lion cubs. If, oh. if they have the opportunity, because effectively they're removing a potential future threat. So do you think the aliens think we're a threat? Yeah. Ah, so they're just taken out a threat. Also, sidebar, then, what do the aliens eat? Well, what we've, we've, we've eat? discussed this before because we were like, where do they get all their mass from? But yeah. like... My understanding of aliens is that effectively they're a um, a synthetic biological weapon. So it's... they're not really an animal. They're effectively just a weapon. They're like a macro virus that is just there to kill other species. But they are technically alive. They do all the shit alive people. People? Creatures do. Yeah. I've never seen an alien poop, but I'm assuming they do. <laughs> Um, but that's, again, that's assuming they eat stuff. I mean, bees will just sting an enemy to death, right? Yeah. But they won't eat what they've stung to death. I've never seen a bunch of bees no. eat a bear. Yeah. So maybe it's just like a, a defensive territorial thing. Could be. And then maybe, maybe somehow they're like photosynthetic or they eat whatever bees eat. Pollen. That would be a... Pollen. The, the nectar, sorry, but like they, you can't. I, like honey is a mixture of the nectar and the pollen. I think it's bee vomit, effectively, yeah. isn't it? But that would be a really cute T-shirt, which is effectively like there's this the the xenomorph, and it's just like licking a flower, <laughs> and it's just it's it's just yeah, so yeah, incongruous yeah. compared to the other stuff that they're doing. Yeah, uh-huh. they're so like vicious and and awful and yet they're like ooh, bzz. and like their their back legs are just covered in like massive amounts of like dust like bees do yeah. when they're just collecting stuff yeah that'd be really funny there be pollen sacks yeah. on their inner thighs yeah. yeah bees are cute aliens not um, so much you never see sorry it was a, a total transgression there so i to be honest my brain has also gone down this path just just because you mentioned it i was thinking there's no flying Past aliens right enough hey do you think if they just got to hang out long enough they there's a particular point in the summer where all the males grow wings and fly off yeah kind of <gasps> that should be the next alien movie where they just happen to time it so that they get to that point where they're like okay we've, we, i think we're going to tackle these aliens and take them out but then it's that particular time and then they all start flying and then you've got flying aliens to deal with but the thing about that is they never actually make clear how the alien queen starts laying eggs because there's never any indication that there's gender apart from the queen i've always assumed that it's just like bees me too where they're all ladies and then they occasionally make a couple of drone 
boys that knock up the queen. But, like, that's never been a thing in Alien, as far as I can remember. No. No, there's no um, sexual reproduction stage. It always seems to be asexual, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know how it works. It's almost as if the writers didn't think of this. <laughs> yeah, very, oh, well, it's very much like the whole, they just generate mass and then suddenly you go from a small alien to a huge alien. And it's like, but where did they get all the material? And it's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's fine. I mean, they did cut... I'd love to have a go at that. In in that film Life with Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of other people, but he's mm-hmm. the only one who I can remember, uh, they do describe how it increases in mass. Did they? Yeah. They start, they, the alien starts drinking the... The stuff in the fuel lines, because it's carbon-based, and it can use it to build more of itself. Oh, wow. So it just drinks petrol. Pretty like much. a Hummer. Mm-hmm. A yeah. Humvee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it also wants to kill nice. every living thing, because every other living thing is potentially competition. Yeah. Like uh, that mould that makes penicillin. Sure, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Isn't that just penicillin? Right, well, I'm glad we... What? Isn't that just penicillin? That? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's true. I don't know how you remembered true. that. <laughs> I could be wrong, but it sounds like I'm right. <laughs> anyway. It's called like Fleming Cillium or something. Okay, we're going to stop it there for part one of Why Did You Watch? Join us next time for part two. Why did you watch it?